What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I have standards as far as what you have to to do in order for me to dispatch for you. So I expect certain things from my couriers, just like they expect certain things from me. What really drives me about this, bro, is the fact that somebody told me I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Somebody told me you can't make box trucks work. It won't work. 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 Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes to snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, guys, if you missed out on Freight Fest 2023, I feel for you. I know you're punching air. However, Freight Fest 2024 is going to come sooner than you think. Right now, go to www.freightfest.com. Early bird tickets are available. Listen, we're already planning for next year. It's going to be crazy. We are already lining up the speakers. Uh, make sure you stay tapped in with us for all the updates, but get your early bird tickets right now for Freight Fest 2024, happening on September 26th through the 29th at the Royal Sinesta Galleria Hotel in Houston, Texas. All right? Go to www.freightfest.com for more updates. I can't wait to see y'all there. Let's go. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Tawana, you ready? If you stay ready, you never got to get ready. That's a fact. That's a fact. Hustle fam, hustle fam, hustle fam. We are back and welcome to the show. Um, Man, today we have an awesome, awesome show for you lined up. Um, I got family, family on the show today. Um, I have Miss Tawana Randall of Gold Star Logistics. Um, and I have Chris Bright of No Limit Couriers together. They make up Box Truck University, and um, we're going to get into it today, man. You know, um, in the show, we like to touch on different niches in the transportation industry, Um, and, you know, as of late with everything going on, um, Box Truck, Last Mile, Final Mile um, has really been something that uh, has has become, you know, a a lot of talk in the industry about Final Mile logistics. So some people agree with it. Some people think it's booming. Some people think it's the next wave. Some people think it's a waste of your time, right? So we're going to get into it today. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break down the business. um, And we're going to also, you know, talk about Box Truck University, which um, these two awesome entrepreneurs have gotten together um, to create for you guys. So Tawana and Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, dope. So let's get right into it, y'all, with no further delay. Um, Chris, talk to me a little bit about Box Truck University and how you, um, you know, how you met Tawana, how you guys collaborated to to start this partnership. Yeah, man, uh, that's a great question. Um, this this all started um, in the DMs. You know what I'm saying? I know that's that's a common that's a common. Uh, Thing to thing to hear and see this these days, man. But it's uh it's true, and it's uh it's really it really is how how things happen. This all started from DMs. Um, you know, uh, me just pretty much speaking on my platform, doing my best to keep people informed. You know, um, also 
just, uh, you know, just trying to be a voice for, for box trucks, just in that, I believe, you know, I put out one day that, Hey, I'm going to do some consultations and Tawana actually hit me up and we just got to talking and, um, we realized that we had a lot in common, right? We realized that we both seen an opportunity with box trucks and we just came along on a really good vibe. And, uh, from there, you know, we just always was, I guess, trying to figure out ways to work with each other. And, um, one day, man, I just gave her a phone call and said, Hey, you know, Tawana, let's, let's, uh, let's really put together a curriculum and a platform and we can teach people, you know, how to get started with box trucks and work their way into transportation industry to, to bigger heights. And, um, and since then, man, we know we just really have um, really maximized on the power of leveraging each other, you know, the, the power of collaboration. And, uh, and this is the end product. The end product is Box Truck University, you know, and, and we're just here to, here, here to make it all happen. Dope, dope. I love it. Tawana, talk to me a little bit about your background in the industry, how you got started, um, Gold Star Logistics. Talk about it. So I've been in the industry now for about six years. Um, started out in the industry with a truck, trucking company at first being a carrier. Didn't know what I was doing. I just knew we had some money to buy a truck. And I failed miserably. Okay. <laughs> I have, you know, no, no hesitation or shame in saying it. We failed um, because I didn't know anything. So after that, I just decided I needed to learn not only the trucking industry, but the log- logistics industry, the logistics part of it. Um, so started taking classes, started reading and learning up on it. And that's how Ghost on Logistics came about. Um, my first um, phenomenal teacher, which is still my mentor to this day, it was um, Lady Logistics. Mm. And she pretty much came in. I made her my mentor. Like she, she kept saying, <laughs> taking anymore. And um, I think I reached out to her so much that she finally got to the point where it's like, yeah, I have to mentor this girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, just started learning and um, build Gold Star Logistics. And um, from there, uh, my niche was box trucks. And um, my drivers, one thing I always say, no one will ever see me advertising that I need trucks to dispatch for because I have drivers out there that speak for me and they'll call and they say, hey, I just gave somebody your number. They'll be at a truck stop and I get drivers that say, oh, I just met so-and-so at a truck stop. He gave me your number, so you dispatch box trucks. So it just became that niche. I never attended on it just being box trucks, but I, you know, I do drive-ins as well, but it just became one of those things. So then I had to learn box trucks, like everything I needed to know about a box truck, how to get them loaded, where to get the freight, who, 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 who to talk to as far as building relationships. And um, from there, um, like he said, I've seen him one day and I'm like, oh, he has like the same kind of passion that I have for box trucks. Like I ne- never really see anybody talking about box trucks. I always see the bashing of box trucks. Right. So I, you know, reached out to him and I'm like, you know, let's chop it up. See, what, you know, what, we, what, you, what you got, what I got. And it pretty much just went from there. And then the next thing you know, um, you know, the two companies came together and now we have a box truck university. Let, let, let's stick with you for a minute. So you said you got started in, with, with dry vans, right? No, I started out with a Sprinter van. With then- a Sprinter van? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so initially you started out with a Sprinter van. What were you doing? What, what, what were you doing with the Sprinter van? Load boards mostly. Then I found a guy who, you know, had loads for Sprinters, and I put my truck with him. We had our own authority, but again, I didn't know anything. I had no idea. I was still paying for my authority and insurance, but 
technically running under his authority um, with the van. And we were making good money, um, ironically, for the Sprinter van. But it was just one of those things where it's like you're making the money, um, you know, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do with the money or, you know, doing the right thing as far as the company wise. So once we kept on adding vehicles and adding vehicles, it was like, now this is getting overwhelmed and now this is getting too much. So that's where the downhill came for us. Got you. So at this point, were you Gold Star Logistics? No, I was a totally different company by that at that time, and I don't I don't say that name right now. <laughs> okay. Bad no problem, no problem. Leave it in the past. Leave it in the past. Like God has delivered me from that. <laughs> got you, got you, got you, got you. So, so you- no, I was not Gold Star. Gold Star formed um two years later, and I formed on on my own from there. So when you made that transition and started Gold Star, you started with box trucks, correct? Correct. And what made you? What made you start with box trucks as opposed to the equipment that you were used to uh, previously? Relationships. I had already built relationships with uh, shippers. Um, one particular shipper, we were going to him so much from um, a broker. A broker was, uh, you know, we would call, he would call us. Once we did the load the first time, then he would say, hey, I got the same load. You want it? Hey, I got the same load. You want it? So then it got to the point where when we were there, the shipper was like, do you do this? How many trucks do you have? And blah, blah, blah. And we got to talking and the next thing you know, the broker was out of the question. So mm. we started doing it on our own. And then it got to the point was like, okay, I need more trucks. So I have to start networking to get other trucks to take this direct ship shipments from this direct shipper. So I started networking, um, you know, build a relationship with, you know, more drivers out there with box trucks. And from there, it just, picked up where it was Gold Star Logistics when they hear that name and they oh that's the box truck lady mm. or the box truck queen. So right. you know building that relationship with the shipper and with those brokers made me say, you know, I already have this niche and I already have these connections. Let me build on it. Dope, dope. So how many trucks did you get started with? Just one? I started out with my own for one. And then oh. from there I built a network of about twelve. Until now on my roster I have sixty two guys. Sixty two? Mm-hmm. Say it again. 62? 62. Okay. 62. All right. So we built a a crazy network. Started with one truck, and now we built a network of 62 trucks over how many years? It's going on six years. Wow. Dope. 62. All right. All right. So, Chris, Chris, we're going to talk about your story a little bit. Talk about it. Um, How did you get into this business, into this box truck industry, my brother? Oh, man. Man, man, my journey into box trucks, man, was one of um, it was one of uh, pretty much wanting to to get a business going where I could uh, find consistency, um, and just a, a a good market where again I could build it to that one day it um can be not you know create jobs in the space of also you know creating a, a space for me to have. Uh, semi-passive income, you know, like be able to, to have a, a true business, man. So this is actually my second business. You know, I, I got started um, from a young age in printing. And for a very long time, you know, I did printing all the way from the point of, you know, just general uh, one-off shirts to, you know, having my own uh, store, you know, in Orlando. And, you know, just through that experience, man, I really learned that um, just in business in general, you know, I wanted to be in a, in a position with my business that, again, um, I wouldn't have to be the business, you know. So that's the that's the space that I found myself in um, in my printing business. So ultimately, you know, I wanted to apply all of my lessons from my first business into, 
um, a, another venture. And I knew that I wanted to get into transportation and trucking just based on conversations with uh, my brother, who was a 10 year driver and just people knowing people in the industry. You know, I knew it was what I wanted to get into. But the difficulty that I found was that realistically, I did not have enough money to start a semi truck business, because, again, looking at my previous my current experience with my printing business, I know that it's very important you know, to, to not overspend, right? Because I wanted to, I wanted the business to be in a position where, you know, um, it was affordable for me throughout my first year and second year of growth for me to make mistakes almost, you know, to learn because I know we're all going to get knocks, bumps and bruises. So, you know, um, so just to, 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 to make a long story short, man, you know, I really, um, again, came to the acceptance that I couldn't start a semi-truck business, but I also did not accept that there was not a way for me to get into transportation. So um, um, initially, you know, I just started looking into things and ways that I can make money in transportation with what I could afford. And I started my research from Sprinter Van and worked my way up until I came upon, you know, the 26 foot box truck and a lane opportunity that I seen in working in last mile logistics. And from there, you know, I just, um, I said I was gonna do it um, in September of 2019. And I never looked back, man. And here I am almost, what, nine, nine months later. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm three trucks in and I'm, I'm running strong. And, you know, no matter what, I'm just pushing forward. So that, that's that's my story and how I got the box trucks and why I love it so much is just because I'm just I'm just committed to it. You know, like I just I don't have asked anything. And, and once I pretty much say, like, look, this is what I'm going to do, you know, um, I just have tunnel vision and I'm just really infatuated with box trucks the opportunity that it presents and the relationships that is that is creating for me dope 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 so tawana talk to me a little bit about some of the differences when you got started with your first company and starting gold star what why why do you feel that you were able to you know set gold star off on the right foot and 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 you didn't have success with the first company what did you do differently there aligned myself up with people that i saw was successful and that um had not necessarily what I wanted, but had the knowledge. Um, I've learned throughout this business that uh, you have to line yourself up. Your team has to be full of people that has a mindset like you, and that has the the, the go getter and 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 every, the go getter in them like you. So I had to line myself up with the proper people. Um, uh, learn how to ask questions. Uh, you know, taking proper classes um, and research, 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 research. Um, so you know, lining myself up with late logistics and um, listening to all of the calls from um, Alex from Good Energy. Um, uh, Adam is like amazing from Innovative. Like all these people, they have, you know, they have that success. So you have to sometimes realize that you may not know it all, but you have to know where to go get that information from. And so for me, it was just a matter of researching what it is that I wanted to be in. Um, I left corporate America. I worked at Emory University for 12 years. I had my resignation letter written for six months and I finally (laughs) took it off my wall in my office and changed the date and that Tuesday morning walked in and turned it in so once I resigned from my 12-year job I was not going back to corporate America so it had Gold Star had to work (laughs) there was no turning back Gold Star had to work and you know it's been ups and downs you know uh to get to the point where i am today but um i knew one i wasn't going back to corporate america and two i had to learn the transportation industry and everything about the transportation industry in order for me to succeed and make that letter that i turned in four years ago work for me 
Dope, dope. I love it. Chris, why the box truck industry? Why, why box trucks? Why do we want to get started in box trucks? Man, uh, you know, again, man, bro, just to go back to what I was saying, you know, box trucks for me was the, it's, it's just the, I feel like it's the, it's the, it started as me pretty much thinking that it was going to be the, the training wheels into big trucks, right? I, that, that's what I seen it as. It's like, you know, I can get started here and learn more about the business in general and apply those things, um, you know, a, a, as I go. So with me, the advantages that the box truck presented just really assisted me in getting a, a, a trucking business started and kind of combating a lot of the cons that I hear about when I hear about, you know, the, 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 the semi truck side or the heavy duty truck side, you know, one of the uh, major difficulties in, in trucking is a good, reliable driver. A lot of times, right? Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analysts at Lachifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics than hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts. Driver is just as important as the truck, you know, as the operation. And I know that when hiring and doing those type of things, you know, it can be difficult to finding someone that have all these classifications and, um, and really depending on them with, 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 with such a big investment, right? You're putting a large, a large amount of money into a truck that, you know, is just, it's out there, right? And I just always feared that, man. I wanted to put myself in a position where I didn't necessarily want to be the business, but I wanted to be able to be a part of it. And personally, I don't have a CDL license. And I did not see myself being in a position that, you know, I would go over the road. And, and for me, I like to put myself in a position where the people that I hire and the people that I work with, they can work even harder for the team because everything that they do, they have seen me do it, right? You know, they've seen me lead. They see me drive the truck. They see how I take care of the truck. They see how I'm punctual and take time. So, again, I just see the way that this particular tool, if I use it the right way, I just really um, seem to be a, a great opportunity for me to lay a, a, a foundation of a business that I could really grow, you know, with, um, again, top quality drivers that, again, want to be a part of a team. You know, um, we don't have to have CDL licenses, but it does create CDL opportunities, right? We have a program in my organization where after a year of driving, if you want to um, pursue a CDL license, we, we offer tuition reimbursement, right? Because I want the drivers to be um, also be introduced to trucking and, and transportation. And again, just want to become a part of the team and be inspired by what this industry can, can, um, can bring to you. So again, for me, man, it was just a, a easy entry point for me. Um, it was affordable. I seen a market opportunity uh, based on where I live at in Jacksonville, Florida, you know, a, a huge port city with other large port cities around us. And I just think, thought, again, that if I could get myself into 
this industry, learn as I grow in the business and then continue to seek other opportunities, I can really build a scalable business. So ultimately that was the whole idea behind it. Like it's not about, it's not about pretty much the, the upfront figure, right? Like I think a lot of people uh, get swayed or not swayed, but they, they decide on getting a big truck because they look at the numbers, right? We look at stuff that's later on in people's processes. Like we talked about the heavy hitters on social media platform and, and in real life, you know, like Alex Good Energy, DeMarco with Metro Match, you know, um, Adam Innovate. These are people who have time in this industry that has allowed them to have multiples of these huge, you know, uh, large dollar pieces of equipment. You know, all these people on these huge rosters, those things take time. And I think a lot of us try to speed that process up and jump right there. And then once we get into it, we realize that we are, you know, overwhelmed. You know, um, the funny thing is, the one thing that I learned about in my printing business was that, honestly, when I decided to leave my current uh, employer and just kind of jump without a real game plan, just ambition and hustle, I was out of business before I even got into business on the brick and mortar side, right? Because I hadn't planned anything. I didn't really know the bumps and bruises. And I knew, you know, up front, you know, I had enough capital to get these things going, but I really didn't understand, you know, the power of leveraging credit and all these different factors that go into really knowing the business and, and research and all that. Again, I just seen this, seen this as an opportunity for me to do it at a lower cost, but just be committed to growth. And I think that with any business, with any, anything, if you have a strategy to it and you are strategic about how you spend your money, how you drive down your expenses so that way you can save and reinvest into the business, I think you can make something out of anything. Right. So box trust for me was just like, it was, it spoke to me, bro. You know what I mean? It spoke to me. It was like, I can do this, man. Like, let, let's go. You know, it's a box truck. I can do it. I, I like that word you just now use, strategy. So let's get into it. Because everybody, you know, listening right now, they're probably like, all right, this is cool. Box trucks, it sounds like something that, you know, is is feasible. Maybe I can get, in, get into this. It's, it's kind of like a, a, a starting point for me. Let's talk about strategy. Tawana, how do you get into this business? What do you do first? You take the class at boxtruckuniversity.com. <laughs> okay, okay cool. I like that. I like that. But let, let's, let's, treat this like a, let's treat this like discovery night. This is discovery uh, night, right? So we're going to give a people a little bit of a glimpse into Box Truck University. Let's get, let's, let's get them started. All right. So like Chris said, the most important word is your strategy. Um, how do you want to get into it? Um, do you want to be local? Do you want to go over the road? Um, so you, you have to know, are you the driver? Are you seeking a driver? Um, so the strategy of coming into the business is very important. Um, just buying the truck and being like, okay, I figured out after I buy the truck is just simply not the way to go. Cause that's how I did it. Um, so once you figure out the basics, um, then, you know, you get started on your business platform, making sure everything as far as your paperwork is, is complete. Um, but the most important uh, part of your strategy is going to be determining whether you want to be local or over the road and going to be whether or not you're going to be the driver or finding a driver. Um, those are two important assets because if you choose over the road, does your driver want to be over the road? How long does he want to stay out? You know, what is your 
at home time for your drivers. If you choose local, you know, how many hours are your drivers going to have to work a day? How, how much of a distance do you consider local, you know, between 300 and 500 miles? Do you have contracts to stay local? Do you have day-to-day work to stay local? Um, have you already researched this type of information and have something already in line or something in place to stay local? A lot of times people call me and they want to stay local, but at the same time, there's not always going to be that business in that area where you are. Sometimes the business, the freight is going to be booming in, in Ohio. Sometimes the freight is going to be booming in Texas. So if you decide that I'm from Tennessee, I just want to work in Tennessee. That's fine. But you have to either know someone that has those, those relationships in Tennessee, or you have to get out there and you have to speak to those shippers and let those shippers know, this is what I have. This is the equipment that I have. I'm available in your area. I live in Tennessee. I'm from here. Um, and that's one re- reason why I end up getting the shippers that, that I have, because they like people that are local. They like being able to touch someone or say, hey, stop by the office. I want to talk about these routes versus calling a 1-800 number to speak to a broker that they've never seen before. So I always tell people that want that people that call me or do consultations with me as far as getting into this business, getting into this business, how? What is it that you want to do? You know, some people, you know, want to own trucks and not drive them. They just want to be fleet owners and not owner operators. Some people don't want the assets. They want to be dispatchers and brokers. So you have to understand um, how you're getting into this business. What is your strategy for getting into this business so that you can stay in this business, so that you can um, live past, you know, the pandemic that we're going through right now. Once you know what your strategy is and once you know how you want to get into this business and stay then, you know, you can go into the steps of purchasing the trucks and getting all your business steps. Um, another thing I would say is um, learn that you can't do it all. Um, another mistake of mine was um, I tried to be the dispatcher, the accountant, the banker, everything. I'm not, no, I, I didn't even like math in school, so I'm not an accountant, you know, so that type of stuff didn't work for me. So, what you know, you have to learn that you have to put people in place to do certain things. So you have to pay people. You know, you have to pay people to do your taxes the right way. You have to, you know, pay people to look at your paperwork, pay people to make sure that everything is in line. Um, you know, we get I get people that come to me and they're like, oh, I started a trucking business. And, you know, I look at their paperwork and I'm like, where's your BCO3? Where's your UCR? And they're like, huh, what is that? Because they don't know any better. They just know if I buy a truck and get an MC number that I can drive over the road. You know, they don't know about tags and different things like that. So I would definitely say develop your strategy. What is it? How do you want to get into this business? Once you determine how you want to get into this business, everything else will flow into place. Got you. Got you. I, I like that. Chris. So, so your, your operation is, is more so, more so a local operation, correct? Correct. That's correct. That's so, correct. So, That's correct. Um, like Tawana just talked about strategy. So, um, you know, you have to decide whether you want to be a local operation, whether you want to be OTR, you're local. What made you decide to, to have your operation more localized? And what do you think some of the advantages of that um, are for you and your business? Well, you know, for, for me personally, you know, um, I'm the type of business owner that I like to be able to get my hands dirty again and, and do the job. And I also wanted to be able to depend on myself. So um, if, if need be right, if ever there's any situation, like just to basically to contribute to the team, contribute to the operation. So, you know, um, I personally view, um, I think that there's a lot of challenges that have to be considered when you're thinking about box trucks over the road, 
right? There are big differences between a box truck, you know, which is basically uh, a day cab almost on a chassis with the with a twenty six foot box on it, right? So there there are some challenges that come along with that, you know, when you are over the road with a box truck and you you know picking up a load, taking taking it somewhere. I, I see it a lot like um, hot shotting, you know, because you're going to one place and you are you know, working to find a, a, a connection, right? And that presents challenges. You know, uh, what do you do about your driver? You know, hotel stay. Those, that, that's a challenge that I didn't necessarily want to have to consider, you know, looking, taking on that expense and putting money into something like that, getting started. Um, you know, I think that the market itself for OTR box trucks is very challenging if you don't have the right relationships in place, right? One of the biggest things that I always tell people that I consult with and speak with and me and Tawana talk to anyone, right, is um, is relationships in box trucks is is so critical, right? It's it's so critical to your success and last mile logistics and, and box trucks in general because the the market for it, it begins to shrink because, you know, this is a, a niche truck. So, again, looking at all of those um um, what I've seen is comparing the the, the over the road process with box trucks compared to the the, the local market where you know the trucks um, I get to see them every day. You know, um, again, if I, I I was still working a nine to five job uh, while I was starting my business, so I was still committed to that at the, at, at the moment. But I was able to make myself available, so I knew that again I could drive the truck, you know, and and, and work the truck myself. And I just felt that I could create a niche, right? The whole thing I was looking for was a niche. I wanted to have a, a niche with the box truck, an even more specific market that I could, again, build relationships, focus on strategy, and, you know, bring the business to me. You know, not necessarily go to get it to, to, to look on um, low boards and things like that. I wanted to build a service in the, within the business that I would attract people to want to use me and my services based on our skill set. So. Again, I just found it to be a space where I could really have my own lane, and um, and that's 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 last mile logistics and how I got here. Dope, dope, dope. So, so the the dope thing about you guys is you guys kind of cover um cover all angles because Tawana, your business is more so OTR, correct? Correct. So, so talk to me a little bit about um you know the advantages to 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 OTR um as opposed to going local. Why have you found OTR to be your sweet spot in business? Basically, uh, again, the re- I have to talk about the relationships. When you have the relationships, whether it's with brokers or with shippers, then you can match those those relationships with relationships that you have with your couriers. Um, you know, me personally, I get brokers on the, in the morning. When I wake up in the morning, I'll have an email that says, these are the loads that I have. So I can match those loads based on what he sent me or what they send me to drivers that I have based on my board or using some of my other dispatchers. Um, so that keeps me off the low board, you know. So, you know, once you build those relationships, um, you can you can it helps in both ways. It helps with the drivers and your couriers. And it also helps, you know, with your shippers because they know call Tawana. She has all these box trucks that she deals with. You know, everyone always knows. Just give her a call. She has them. And I have them, you know, some of everywhere. Um, so uh, the advantages is definitely the relationships for me because um, I don't think I could do it if I had to solely depend 
on a load board. Um, I teach when I teach my dispatching classes, I always tell people the load board, you know, once you grow into this business, you know, of course, starting off as a dispatcher, all I knew was low boards until I got that first relationship. I'm like, oh, okay, if I do this, that'll help me versus doing the low boards. But once you learn the business, um, you have to step away from those low boards. To me, low boards like the scraps. It's like what's left over. Mm-hmm. I can't find anybody to get it. Let me throw it on low board. Somebody's going to grab it for the lowest rate possible. Um, but once you build those relationships, even with me during the pandemic, um, me calling the brokers or the shippers that I know and letting them know, hey, this is where I have trucks. I got two trucks in New York. I have a truck here. I have a truck there. Do you have anything that needs to go out? Do you have anything on your list? And trying to get that better rate versus them putting it on the low board and a courier is going to come in and swoop, swoop it off because they just want to get moving. So it doesn't matter the rate. They just want their truck to move. Um, so with me, building those relationships has become my strategy and it helps me a lot um, for OTR. Um, if I'm able to secure someone a dedicated lane um, locally, great. You know, they love that. You know, the, the uh, when I call guys and say, hey, somebody reached out to me, I have a dedicated land, are you interested? They jump on it with a heartbeat because, you know, maybe they want to take a break from, be- break from being over the road. Um, but until then, that's not always available. So until then, people come on to this, this industry that know they're going to do OTR, knowing that this is what I have to do. You know, whether it is I have to pay my driver per diem or pay a hotel fee or whatever it is I have to pay. Um, this is where we're at right now for OTR until we can build or get anything better. Got you. Could you give the listeners one tip? And I'm sure you guys cover this in Box Truck University to building those relationships with shippers. Because I think that, that that's something that's daunting, you know, especially if you're new in the business. Like, how do you reach out to these people that, you know, you're new in business, they've never heard of your company before? Um, what, what do you do to start establishing those relationships with these shippers so you can stay off the load board? I would say start locally. Start where you are. You know, with me, I live in Georgia. Um, so I started where I am. Everywhere you go, there's some warehouse district or industrial boulevard. And when you go down that street, there's nothing but warehouses. And when you go down that street, there's nothing but trucks. So start where you are. Introduce yourself to those people um, and let them know, hey, this is what I got going on. This is the type of equipment that I have available um, and find out who their logistics manager are. And once you find out who the logistics person is or who the shipping person is, the person that's in charge of um, developing the routes, in charge of getting the drivers or in charge of dispersing them, whether it's with the broker or couriers, um, you know, reach out to them constantly. I became a headache to the point where, you know, one shipper just was like, okay, fine, let's see how this works. And, you know, and she gave me three loads and she's like, how soon do you think? And they were on a Saturday. She's like, I can never get trucks on a Saturday. Oh my God, girl, I can get trucks on a Saturday. (laughs) You know, I got you. You know, so once I did that, she was like, oh, okay. You know, so um, another thing I will always tell drivers coming into this industry is you are your business. So, you know, I know drivers, they're in the trucks, they're relaxed, they have on whatever they, you know, what they want. And they're going into these warehouses and they're talking, you know, any kind of way. Um, you never know who you're talking to. You could be talking to the owner of the company that's in that warehouse. You could be talking to the logistics manager, someone who's in charge of telling a broker never to send you back again. Or someone that's in charge of, you know, that warehouse so that when they do need direct freight or when they do need stuff like that, they won't reach out to you. So you. You are your brand. You have to brand yourself and you have to present yourself in a manner that if you came back to them and said to them, I would like to be your direct contact, you know, do they want to work with you? Have they seen you in the past 
and know, know, you know, how, how you presented yourself and how your shipment is, how your truck was. And you know, I have drivers that pull up with dirt all in their trucks, you know, after your freight, you know, clean your trucks out. You, your truck is, your truck and yourself are your brand. So you have to take care of them both when you're introducing yourself into, you know, a situation. I walked into a warehouse one day and to speak to a logistics manager and found out the guy that was taking me to the logistics manager was the owner of the company. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, we don't need to talk to him. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so you just have to present yourself correctly and don't be afraid to, to speak. Walk into those places with your business cards and brand yourself and just let them know. You're going to get a lot of no's because it's like selling, you know, and I've never considered myself a, a, a selling agent or someone who can be in the, in the selling industry, but it's pretty much what we're all in. Because anytime you want to get somebody to purchase your brand, you have to sell yourself. So you're pretty much going in there selling yourself and selling your services and um, in order to get these people to work with you. Dope, dope. I love it. So, Chris, you talked a little bit earlier about um, the box trucks, the box trucks having a lower um, barrier to entry, lower startup costs. Can you talk to the people a little bit about um, the startup costs um, to, to get into the box, get into a box truck? Yeah, you know the, of course the the, the startup costs um, with box trucks can vary, right? And I know that's like not what people want to hear to to get a figure, but it can vary based on what you want to do, right? So the whole, you know, our, our, the biggest thing that we've all talked about in this uh, conversation thus far has been strategy. So I believe the best way to determine and pre- pretty much like put a, a uh, finger point on what your startup cost may be. A, a big part of that is going to be contingent on the type of equipment that you get started with, right? And the type of equipment that you get started with can be different based on the type of box truck business that you want to have, right? I need a different kind of box truck and a different uh, level of box truck than someone that is going over the road and planning on doing like driving through all 48, right? Because we're going to be asking our trucks to do different things. So, um, so that is very, um, critical to determine when you are evaluating, you know, your, what your startup cost may be, but I will say just, just in general for me and, and my side of it with last mile and last mile logistics, knowing that, you know, my trucks won't be asked to do as much as, you know, some of those, um, that are doing more strenuous work. You know, a lot of the, the loads that we carry are lighter loads. You know, they're usually individually packaged goods going direct to the post office. So, you know, I don't need um, a brand new uh, box truck with, you know, chrome and all the other stuff. I need a, a one that's going to be reliable and get the job done, but, but also, you know, send a good message about my business as well. So I don't want to get the cheapest truck and I don't need to get the shiniest one. But just in, in my space, you know, I become accustomed to knowing, feeling very confident that you can get uh, a suitable box truck for last mile, sub $20,000, you know, and 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 again, if, if you you just have to know how you plan to use the box truck to assist you in knowing what you need to spend. Um, because when you know what you're going to do, you can ask questions to, you know, mechanics and things like that. Just pretty much making sure that, that, that the truck you're trying to get is suitable for the type of work that it will be doing. Got you. Got you. Dope. Tawana, can you talk to us a little bit about, um, the financial aspect of, of, of box truck game? Talk, talk a little bit about rates, um, the industry standard, what you should expect to kind of make, roundabout and and the kind of profits that you can you can earn in a box truck in the in, in, in box trucks oh that's a big range 
that's the same thing like asking, you know, how much you want to spend on a box truck initially. Um, because it does range depending on where you are. But um the standard for me, I would say at least a dollar fifty a mile for a box truck. Um, but then, you know, I've seen it going up go up to, and you know, I've gotten those for three dollars a mile. Um, especially when you start going into, you know, is this an expedited load? Is this a dedicated load? Um, you know, or is it just a partial? So, you, you know, different things come into play when you're booking on a box truck because box truck is 26 feet. It's half of a 53 foot truck. So a lot of times when you see partial loads, that means it's only partial of what can fit on a 53 foot truck does not necessarily mean they want to pay you a full price for a partial load. So it just all depends on, you know, what it is that you see on the, what it is that you what it is that you're looking at and what it is that that broker or that shipper is trying to 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 achieve. Um, sometimes you'll see um, this is dedicated and it's expedited, which means it's straight through. You pick it up and you go straight there, um, which means I don't want anything else on my truck. Um, we need to get this there as soon as possible. I deal a lot of um, conference loads where they're trying to get stuff for for a conference. So they needed to go there. They have a time frame when they're trying to get it there. Um, when you're dealing with um, <clears throat> when you're dealing with uh, touch freight, um, which a lot of times is like Amazon. Amazon pays really really good. Um, Amazon can be local or Amazon can be also over the road as well. And their lowest pay really good. It all depends on, you know, your rating and your services with Amazon as far as the type of loads that you're going to get, how frequently you're going to get those loads, and when you're going to get offered dedicated freight from Amazon. Um, you know, they just recently had their, um, their uh, one of their times when they come out and they say, hey, this is what we have, bid on it, send it in, and, uh, you know, it come, come back and they'll let you know whether or not you get their dedicated freight or not. So a lot of people didn't get that email when I put it out there and they asked me why I did not get the email. You didn't get the email because you didn't put forth the performance in order for you to be on that list to be considered mm. um, a courier that Amazon wants you to be that wants you to take their dedicated freight. So, you know, all that stuff comes into play when it comes to your rate. When people come to me and they're like, oh, I'm not taking anything less than three dollars a mile when I move. I will quickly tell a courier, this is not the dispatch service for you. Because I, sometimes I can't, I can't get $3 a mile for my drive-in. So how am I going to get $3 a mile for a straight truck? So I don't make those promises that we're going to get you two, three, four dollars $4 a mile because sometimes we can't get that for a drive-in. You have to come in here with the mindset, as Adam taught me from um, Innovative, that what is your bottom line? What is it that you need to make on a weekly basis in order to make your truck work? You know, some people can make their truck work with three to four thousand a week. I've seen box trucks mix anywhere from five to seven thousand dollars a week. So it all depends on where you're running and how you're running and what your expenses are. Um, box trucks pretty much have the same expenses as uh, drive-ins. Uh, so there's going to be fuel. There's um, the only difference is, uh, you know, you have the ones that that thug it out and sleep in their trucks, and then you have the ones that get. Marriott's and forget that they're truck drivers <laughs> for the life of me. Sometimes when I see truck drivers checking into Marriott's, I'm like, okay, <laughs> but, um, but so, you know, that's, that's part of the expenses that you have to keep in mind as far as your bottom lum- number. A lot of people can make a really good business out of this with three or $4,000 a week. That's, that's great money. Some people didn't even make that on a nine to five, but once you break down that three to 4,000 a week, what's your expenses coming out of that? What's your take home? And the most important, part is that every part of that three to four thousand dollars is not your profit that's the company's profit pay yourself so that you can still have something in in your account and then you're still using yourself as as an employer or as a, you know payroll so that you're not saying oh i made three thousand this week 
No, you didn't. You still have to pay fuel and anything else that's that's tied on to your expenses. So you have to look at your bottom line number to know what it is that your truck has to make in order for you to make a profit. Um, and that's you know that's the best way to look at it versus saying you know box truck can make you know anywhere between five to seven thousand dollars a week. Um, they can. It just all depends on your strategy and all depends on you know your your routes and uh, your relationships. I like that. I, I love that. I love that. Um, Chris, talk to me about some failures um, that you've had um, from first getting started in business to now. What, 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 what's, what's a failure that you've had that you had to learn, learn the hard way? That is not always peak season. <laughs> that is not always peak season, man. Seriously, that was, um, that was the biggest lesson for me. When I got in, I was, so when I was, so the story behind me, like truly getting in, um, like I said, I, I have a printing business, man. And, and year after year, you know, we have a seasonal pretty much uh, run that I know we're going to go on. And that's when we create socks for football season for local teams. Right. And year after year, I would always go through this transition, do great with numbers, do great with product and be left with a massive you know, just like it's, it's money, you know, and in years past, you know, you do different things with, you know, first year, it's a surprise. So, you know, being younger, you, you, you know, do whatever, go on vacation, whatever the case may be. But this time around, you know, uh, I wanted to be able to see that money um, going into something, right? So it just so happened that it was right before, you know, the traditional, um, you know, holiday season, you know, uh, from Halloween on up that that run of holidays um and I was basically uh in in the garage man pressing these socks hot with my brother-in-law man and pretty much said you know I got to put this money in something that's gonna make me some make me uh make me some money and I got into the box truck at the perfect time and when I got in I was basing a lot of my numbers on my research at the time and my research was based on the brokers giving me peak season rates so I'm projecting a, a way bigger number, um, you know, throughout the business and, and generating way more money than expected. And it didn't happen like that. You know what I mean? Now, it didn't. Of course, it didn't knock me out of business because I'm still here and we're, 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 we're operational. Um, but it, it changed things. So I think one of the biggest things that no one should do is base your projections, base your business plan, base anything off of off of the top line. And that basically means like what Tawana was saying, don't base it, you know, based on again, what your uh, gross revenue is going to be. So you feel like, Oh, this truck is going to be making $30,000 a month. So I know I'm going to be balling. Maybe not. You know what I mean? It depends on your expenses. So the biggest thing was kind of looking at the plus and not all the negative getting started. I didn't expect a lot of things to really be um, as heavy as it was, you know? So, um, but again, you know, with research and strategy, just kind of change the game plan a little bit um, and, and adjust, you know, because, again, this is a business. And for me, um, this isn't just a hustle that I'm doing to make money tomorrow to go blow. This is really something that I'm investing my time in, my, my blood, my sweat, my tears into this, because I see this as a way for me to um, give my contribution to the community. Right. The whole thing about this for me is about creating jobs. So the whole, all the while throughout this process, I'm not even counting on profit for myself. I'm planning on employing myself, right? I'm planning on employing other people. So for me, that changes my strategy and changes my outlook on 
income for the business. Um, because the biggest thing about box trucks in last mile, and I think in any um, era of it is going to be that it's about volume. You know what I mean? Volume, volume, volume. Yes, in my market, you know, we see trucks doing it anywhere from depending on your relationship and how good you are with your broker and, you know, taking care of business. But even with Amazon, you know, with, with, with a broker taking your percentage from you, you know, we're still looking at trucks doing 2,500 on up a week, you know, as gross and, and, and able to sustain a, a driver and expenses and return a profit. Right. But you could see this one truck in the moment you make a hundred bucks, you say that, Oh, it's profit you know, and you go spend that, or you could take that hundred bucks and put it into something and multiply it, right? Or, or help the baby walk. You know what I mean? Uh, bring bring that business along like, it, like it's a baby and bring it along step by step by step by step. So although it was a, it was a, a difficulty when I got started to kind of adjust to learning the lesson a little bit the hard way that, you know, you can't base your numbers off peak season, it still put me in a position where it was um, advantage of active mentoring that I knew my numbers so that I could adjust, you know what I mean? And find a strategic way to still make the business work, understanding what the, what I, what I had to make out the trucks, you know, understanding that the end goal is to employ, to create jobs, to create opportunity. So it's about creating a system, you know, and, 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 and building the system so strong that it will just run. You know, when you have employees that, that are a part of the team, sometimes my driver will give me, my drivers will give me, um, you know, feedback on how we can improve the business. And I listen to them, right? Because they're invested into the business. So, um, you know, although it was a, it was a shortcoming, I still used it, which we all should do. You know, I use these experiences to make the business better as I'm going. And I don't think I would have had that luxury had I started with a truck that I couldn't afford, right? You know, some lessons that I've heard from people getting started in semis, you know, tires blowing out, but they spent all their money on the truck. So they don't have, 2000 bucks to replace these tires, you know, or this, this big obstacles that take place that when you go beyond what you can really, really handle, it puts you in a position where you can't adapt, you can't adjust. And again, you know, you go out of business before you even in business. So, um, so like I said, although I overprojected, it was fine because I knew already I was creating a business to operate on a minimal expense. That way I could get the experience out of it. You know what I mean? Got you. I wanted to I wanted to get the experience out of it and be able to and be able to adjust. Got you. Now you just referenced um volume. You said volume, volume, volume. This is a volume game. Tawana, you've been able to scale pretty massively over the last um last couple of years. Started with one truck, now you have 62 trucks um between yourself and under management. Talk to us a little bit about scaling. When did you know it was the right time to scale and how did you kind of go about that? I had to get more dispatchers. <laughs> um, I had to, 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 you know, start the trainings and, you know, teach, teach women. And as Chris said, bring other people in this that was passionate about dispatching and passionate about what I did. Um, I don't dispatch for 62 trucks every single day. You know, trucks are big, you know, guys are based, it's all based on where the guys are and what they need. Um, but there's no way I would be able to have that many trucks up under me if, I didn't have people that, you know, that assisted me or that worked with me. Um, I don't have anybody that works for me. Um, we work, we all work together um, for our couriers. Um, so for me, it was like making sure that I had a team. 
Um, a lot of times, for a long time, I would tell people, I'm not taking any more drivers. I'm not taking any more drivers. I'm not taking any more drivers. And then, you know, my mentors would be like, girl, you need to figure out a way to take more drivers. <laughs> um, because I feel like I can only dispatch for so many people. And if I'm dispatching for 20 people, I cannot give them all the same attention. I cannot talk. I already sit here right now. I got one, four screens free phone, you know, this is me all day long sitting here. So it's only so much that I can do. So I had to figure out um, if I was going to grow this business. My mindset was, let me just get a few drivers and, you know, maintain so I can, you know, stay afloat. Um, so I had to grow my mindset and, and you know, know that this is a business and I can make the business better and bigger if I added more people to it and, you know, continue to grow with more trucks. Um, and then from there, we also had to know, uh, I had to learn a valuable lesson that all money is not good money. All mm -hmm. couriers are not for me and I'm not the dispatcher for all couriers. Um, so, you know, if I can't work with you or we can't work together, or there's communication, communication gap, or, you know, you're looking for something, um, out of the ordinary that I can't provide, then I have to either refer you out to somebody else or just let them know that this relationship is not going to work. You know, this ghost I may not be for you. Um, you know, I'm still learning in this industry. I learn every single day. There is nothing about the trucking industry that stays the same. There's nothing, you know, that I didn't learn five years ago. That's exactly the same today because it constantly grows and there's constant more information out there to have. Um, so a lot of times when drivers come to me and, you know, they're telling me what they want or what they're looking for, it may not be something I could provide. It may be a, a better dispatcher out there for you or a better match for you. So I had to learn that in, you know, me scaling and growing as well, that, you know, just because a courier hit me up and said, you know, can you dispatch me? You know, maybe I can, maybe I can't fill out the application. Let's go from there. Um, so, it, you know, it was a, a learning experience and learning to uh, learn how to get more uh, couriers and learn how to utilize the people that work with me um, versus also learning how to tell some couriers that this is just not a good match for us with us the way I want to grow and maybe the way you want to grow it just may not be the good match for us to work together right and how and how have you built your uh courier base has it been more so word of mouth have you advertised how, how have you built your your team yeah um I was telling somebody the other day I, I advertised a lot of stuff but I never ad really advertised about dispatch it was more so the drivers um drivers going out there, hey, man, give this girl a call or give this girl a call. And then it got to the point where I started uh, a Facebook group called uh, Straight Talk. And it was literally just all straight truck drivers. Mm. Um, so, you know, from there, I would, you know, add different brokers and brokers would drop loads in there and then other dispatchers. And I would get people to say, why would you add other dispatchers to your Straight Talk group? Like I can't dispatch for every truck in the universe, and that dispatch that that dispatcher may have something that my driver needs at that time that I may not have. So if they're able to get that, or they're they're able to you know integrate with other dispatchers, it is what it is. So you know me, um, you know it's it's a process with well, being a dispatcher, uh, and I call myself a full service dispatcher. Um, I'm going to carry that load from point A to Z. I want to know when you got on site, when you got loaded, how long you were there before you got loaded. Do I need to call this drive, this broker and ask for detention time? You know, you know, um, what's your ETA to your stop? How far are you going to get to that stop? Is there traffic? 
Um, you need to accept my tracking. You don't want to accept my tracking. You can't, I can't dispatch for you. I need to know, even though you're not my driver, you don't work for me. Um, when I call one of my brokers or one of my shippers that I'm dealing with and I'm sending a courier over there, they know that Gold Star sent me this, this courier. So if you go over there and you mess up, that's on me. Mm. No, it's also on you, but it's on me as well because the couriers or the, I mean, the shippers look at me and say, hey, you sent this driver over here. His truck was dirty. You know, so I, I, I constantly reminding them of things, especially when I know that I'm sending them to my good shippers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, look, go over there, be professional, clean your truck, you know, constantly reminding of these things. So I have standards as far as what you have to, to do in order for me to dispatch for you. So I expect certain things from my couriers, just like they expect certain things from me. So to me, we're not off that load until it's delivered, until I have all the paperwork, till everything is submitted. Then I can go to my broker and say, hey, your load was delivered. Here's your paperwork. Thanks for the load, you know, and thank the courier for the good job. Um, so everything for me has pretty much been word of mouth and it's a blessing for that because, you know, a lot of times, you know, people have to advertise, advertise and try to figure out like, oh my God, where am I going to get carriers? And at the beginning, I had no idea where I was going to get a courier from. I had two and I knew two wasn't going to keep me out of corporate America. <laughs> but I was not going back. Um, so I had to figure this out. Like, you know, so I would tell drivers, you know, if someone came on to um and said that you referred me, I'll, you know, take $25 off your weekly settlement. So, mm-hmm. you know, different things like that till it just got to the point where where I am today. Got you, got you, got you. Dope. Chris, talk a little bit about um about being a boss, man, about about <laughs> hiring, about working with people, working with drivers. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about that experience. That's that that's the real question, right? That that that's the real question. I mean, you know, I and I don't I wouldn't even say you know, I like to want to say like I'm putting together a team, right? And 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 I'm very I'm a very competitive person, you know, I'm very prideful. Um, you know, I love who I am um on all facets, right? And and I love the challenges and not not just um the challenge of being the business. Uh, and having a business, it's like being black and in business as well, right? You know, the type of things that are afforded to others may not be the same things that are afforded to me, but I won't let that stop me, right? So for me, it's just the fact that what really drives me about this, bro, is the fact that somebody told me I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Somebody told me you can't make box trucks work. It won't work. You can't do it because it didn't work for me. So therefore you can't do it. And I just couldn't, I couldn't accept it. Right. I, I just, I just couldn't because it's like, how, how, how can you, I know what I'm seeing is what it is, what it is. And I know there's a niche there. I know that I can do it. If I just, again, be patient, be strategic, be who I am and just let the things happen. So a lot of it comes from that man. And, and like I said, and I know that by me having a, a, a true, um, goal and 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 passion for what's going on right now i know that i have the ability to influence others to commit to a team right to commit to one goal you know what i mean and the goal on this end is freedom right we want to have the freedom to make decisions when we work and how much work we put in right we want to be able to make decisions on when we go somewhere and not have to say oh i got to put in for vacation time like and that's it freedom and happiness, right? And, for de- and so for me, I wanted this makes me happy, right? Being the leader of this organization 
it makes me happy talking to other people about finding their niche in transportation, whether it be box trucks, sprinter vans or semi, whatever. But talking to people and, and finding other people that are like minded that all want the same thing and, you know, and, 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 and getting with like minds, man, and sharing that energy like that, that really does it for me. You know what I mean? So being a boss for me is like, it's great, man. I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a great job, you know, but it's also uh, comes with its responsibilities, right? As the leader of my organization, I wear uh, uh, that title, but that comes with things that I must do. I must find opportunities for my drivers. So that way I can make do on my promise to let them grow with the organization. I don't want you just to be a driver. You know what I mean? That's my, that's what I tell them. So a lot of people ask me, man, how do you get drivers? I know drivers are a hard thing to come up. I don't see that challenge. Right. And and it's not, 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 I'm not saying like, you know, Hey, I'm the best people person, but I'm real. I'm genuine. You know what I mean? I just say like, this is what it is. Like grow with me. You know what I mean? You need an opportunity. I need, I need a soldier. You know what I mean? And, and, and people believe in that because, and that's why I am so overly committed to this process because if I don't show it as being something that yes, you can do it. Yes. I'm enjoying it. Yes. I love this business. I'm not going to get anybody that's going to come and work for my business with me. You get what I'm saying? So it's a little bit different. I don't hire um, owner operators, right? I try, I hire operators and try to put them in position to be an owner. You know, and try to and, and are be in whatever they want to be. You know what? Let's let's grow together, and that gives them that push that Tawana was talking about when we're talking about you know um, the relationship matters. You know how you present yourself, how you present your truck; those things matter. So these people are so invested in the team; they listen to my feedback when I say, "Hey guys, let's be on time." You know what I mean? Like let's be. Let's if it says the pickup time is two thirty, we there at uh, at one fifteen, so we can be in line, present, and ready to go. You know what I mean? We got a truck filled up prior to we're doing everything to 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 drive the experience of this service. You know, so this is more than just, you know, me buying a box truck to send it to wherever, hire a driver to make money off of it. That's fine. I'm not knocking nobody that does that, but I see bigger. You know what I mean? I see I see bigger. I, I see much more than that. You know, and, and for me, it's like. Sometimes you have to be in position as the person that has the vision to be able to explain that until you blew in the face until people begin to see the same picture as you, you get what I'm saying. And since I've committed myself to this process, since I've committed myself to always learning about this industry and this niche within the industry, since I've committed myself to when I'm putting myself um, in the room with people, that know way more than me. I'm committed to that now, you know, but like some of the people that I've met since like fully committing to this process, just blow my mind. You know what I mean? Like DeMarco Thomas is like my mentor. Like that's my real, like big brother. You know what I mean? I can really call him and he gives me advice and he doesn't do it based on the fact that we have some fee arrangement or anything else like that. You can't like, you can't buy a mentor. You know what I mean? You can buy like an experience, a class, a curriculum. Like, yes, you can. I'm not knocking that. So I'm not knocking. I'm, I'm not knocking it. But I'm saying like a mentor is somebody that when they see you doing wrong, they're going to be like, bro, what, what was that? You know what I mean? Like tight, you know, tighten this plan up. Like I talked to, you know, like, no, you know what I mean? Where's the game plan? They don't just they just not like your yes men. So 
that's another advantage of being a boss. You know what I mean? I get to know that I'm going to become a better boss and a better leader by putting myself around great leaders. I'm going to be a better boss, a better leader by putting myself around other people that can help me make up for some of my deficiencies. Like Tawana was the perfect partner for me. You know what I mean? Because she does the things that I don't do. She does them great. You know, so why, why hold what I'm thinking of or why hold my vision because I want to hold it all to myself? As a boss, as a leader, wanting to see my team win, I said, that can't happen. I'm going to, I, I can't be thinking about this vision of a, of, a, of a platform for box trucks and not be willing to share it so that way it really does come to fruition. Then I really don't want to see it happen, right? Because if I would have been still holding on to let me do a, a box truck platform, I would have still been in who knows where. You know what I mean? It's because of me partnering with someone that seen the vision and we had the same vision. Me partnering with her has made this experience really happen for me. You know what I mean? And, 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 and that, again, is going back to that responsibility. That's what you have to do as a boss. You have to be willing to know that sometimes sharing something is better than not having it at all. You know what I mean? And, and, and the things that I think of, the things that I envision in my mind that I know can be uh, uh, real in, in real life, you know, those type of things can get there a lot quicker if we collaborate together, if we learn how to work with each other. You know what I mean? If we come up with strategies, if we stay focused on the process and not the proceeds, if we, you know, do these things out of a, a, a pureness of heart, we're going to get there a lot further. So I'm really at this point, I'm not driven by, you know, like I said, profit is great and money is good. But I'm one of my biggest things for me, bro, that I love, that I hang my hat on is that for the last nine months, my driver hasn't missed a check. None of them. You get what I'm saying? My driver hasn't missed a check. Like they, they're, they're straight. They came from a situation where they were not employed, so now they say they're gainfully employed. You know what I mean? When they could be doing things like trying to, you know, seek unemployment benefits or whatever the case may be, they're not doing that. They're there. Seven nights a week, we're running. And I don't think that would be possible if I didn't accept the fact that if I'm going to be a boss, then I got to be a boss. And not just somebody that, you know, is, is, is um, collecting a check or trying to put myself in a position where I don't have to do anything. You know, so many people want to get like passive income. So, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I just want to get passive income, man, you know, make money. That's great. You know, everyone loves to do that. I love it, too. You know, but at the same time, Pocky, Pocky, they said, like, the road to passive income is not passive. You have to lay down those bricks. You know, so uh, again, man, I mean, like you see, man, I'm thrilled about it, bro. I love it. I love my business. I love networking with all these brilliant minds. Um, I love the path I'm on. You know, I love accepting the challenge that I've accepted of no matter what happens. You know, I'm not looking to get into big trucks. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not looking to get into um, anything outside of what I'm doing because this is what I'm committed to. You know what I mean? And that commitment is what has me here because no matter what happens, no matter what happens, we find a way to get through. And then it's just a challenge that we say, oh yeah, we got through that. You know what I mean? And and for me, like like I said, man, that's what really thrills me about truly being like the leader of my own business, of my organization. I know that everything that comes from this is going to be based on my hard work, you know, my willingness to, to sacrifice at times, 
to 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 do more with less. You know, to this day, bro, I have yet to take a paycheck for my business. And I could have several times, but I choose to reinvest my money into the business so that it can grow. You know what I mean? I sacrificed and stayed and 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 to this day and still working a nine to five job. You know, I told Tawanda that the other day and she couldn't believe me. You know what I mean? Everyone I tell that. So I, that's a sacrifice that I'm making for my business. Do I want to get up in the morning and get on the computer? And No, absolutely not. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> but as the leader, as the boss, it's what I have to do. Because if I don't do that, I could put myself in a position where I jeopardize my ability to pay the people that have committed to being on my team. And I can't allow, allow that to happen. So I'm going to earn my opportunity to be this full-time boss, and I'm going to earn the, the the people that are going to be within this network that we are building, and I'm going to earn the title that I that I claim. You know what I mean? So, um, so like I said, man, I know we, we I'm just kind of kind of went off, man, but that's that's what this Botry University is about, bro. You no know doubt. what I mean? Like, it's 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 about we 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 want people that you know you you you're not just looking at you know putting money into something. And just waiting for a check to come back. You know what I mean? That that's not how it works. It's not. It, it's, I'm sorry. If that's what you're looking for, then you got to go do something else. You know what I mean? Or, or you have to be willing to say, "Look, I'm going to take less." You know, so many people, uh, you know, they don't. They have money in this in a, in a savings account or whatever. They want to put money into something. But they don't really understand the way money works. Like you can't, you know, always give a thousand dollars to somebody and think it's going to turn into two thousand dollars. You know what I mean? If you want to push yourself away from the work where you're not, where you just want to be hands off or put your money in, you got to be willing to take less. But if you're trying to build a business that's going to take care of you, you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to get where you want to be. So if it means you got to stay on your job until this business can get to this point, then that's what you got to do. You know what I mean? But in my first experience with going into business on my own in a brick and mortar space, bro, that was the biggest challenge that I had to learn and the biggest thing that I had to accept. I went weeks at a time without getting anything no money you know what i mean every dollar you make is two dollars out when you're getting started in business so you know but that's the type of people that we want to encourage to get into this university to get into this box truck someone that sees a way to you know maybe collaborate with somebody maybe you have you and a friend and about making an investment and you're willing to do some work and, and, and build something together. Like, don't look at the upfront numbers. You know what I mean? Look at what happens if we build strategy, if we build relationships, if we build a service and, and, and this is our business. You know what I mean? We, we make it so that people approach us. You know, uh, we want people that, that, that want to create jobs and opportunities and again, and just understand simple economics of money, knowing that I'd rather make, you know, 20% of my money than not make anything at all. You know, or, or see that, that understand as well, man. Yeah, semi trucks do cost a lot, but I want to make a, a smart investment so I can grow and be patient throughout the process. Those are the type of people <clears> that <throat> are going to do the best when it comes to box trucks because box trucks, again, relationships, patience, volume, you know what I mean? Strategy, understanding your expenses enough to, like, you know, Adam always tells me it ain't about how much money you make, you know what I mean? It's how much you don't spend. Finding different ways, finding creative ways to drive down your expenses to um to to truly you know uh make it all work make it all work for you. So, you know it's it's exciting, man. It's, it's a I think what we're going to do. I know what we're going to do is going to impact a lot of people. 
But at the end of the day, you know, this isn't just a money grab for Tawana or myself because we both have successful businesses, multiple. You know what I mean? I got multiple businesses that I run in ways that I create income and she does as well. But we genuinely want to do this so that way we can build a network empowered to do business together and being in the business of something, you know, not just chasing what someone said, this is what you're going to make. And all that's fine. But again, put yourself in position that you can grow, you know, and that's what I've done, bro. I've been in business, went from one truck to two trucks to we just closed the deal on the third truck, you know, and that's under a year. And it's because when I got started, I, I, was, I did tons of mentorship. You know what I mean? I bugged, like, man, I bugged a lot of people in my day, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I bugged a lot of people in my day, man, as far as trying to get information. You know, I, I had a lot of nights where I would literally fall asleep researching box trucks, the market. So I put a lot of time in and a little bit of time to get to where I am and how I move kind of very efficiently. I also have previous business experience. But all that to say, this is what's necessary to make this type of business happen. So my just the biggest disclaimer is if you are looking to get into a business where you just think overnight you're going to flip a switch and you're going to be making all this money and again, like, you know, quit your job. Like, that's not it. You know, this is not it. This is about getting multiples. You know, if you want to just take care of yourself, yeah, one box truck can take care of you. You know what I mean? But if you want to build a business where you can go on vacation and check in with your drivers and everyone at their route and squared away, that's going to take time. But it doesn't take a tremendous amount of time if you know what you're doing, if you have strategy, if you've been building your relationships, you know, but these things you'll never know if you don't attend Boston University. No doubt, no doubt. So like Rick Ross says, a boss is one who guarantees we gonna eat, right? I like that. That's it. All right, so 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 check it out. You just you just you just talked about it. You said box truck university. So Tawana, um, you know, before before I ask you this question, Tawana, I just want to kind of point out what's really dope about you two um, is number one, you you guys both have your individual businesses, but the fact that you're able to lay your egos to the side and collaborate on something like this and create something for the people to help them out. And what's even doper that I hear is you guys talking about the people who, who mentor you. So it's like, you guys are creating a university, but you guys are also students. You know what I mean? Earlier in the show, Tawana talked about Lady Logistics, Tristan, who's a a, a family member, a hustle fan. Um, You spoke about DeMarco. You spoke about Adam. You know what I'm saying? You spoke about Packy. You spoke about Alice Good Energy. All of these people are people, um, you know, who, who, who are part of the Hustle fam, number one, who I'm, I'm proud to say that. And number two, it's go. like you guys aren't afraid to reach out. And still, even though you guys have mastered your business to a certain level, it's like we never stop learning. We never stop learning. And on top of that, we always give credit to those who help, you know, build us up and pull us up. So that's dope. And I applaud y'all for that. And, that, and that's really great, man. And people can take, you know, those lessons and apply that to their life. And, and, and that's going to help you, man, if you look at life from that perspective. But um, Tawana, Box Truck University, what do the people need to know about Box Truck University? What can they expect um, when they join the university? How does it work? Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Um, so we're basically putting together a platform um, for box trucks. Um, I, we have the research that I've done. I have not seen it out there. There are a lot of trucking, um, trucking industry things um, for semis and um, things like that, but nothing to give you the A's, A to Z about box trucks. So with Box Truck University, it is the platform that we created for individuals that want to, to get into the industry. Um, 
at a lower cost and still be able to make some type of profit and grow your business. So we'll be teaching you everything you need to know from uh, the box truck industry, from getting it started from the with the FMCSA into getting it on the road and getting drivers. Um, the good thing about it is we come at it from two different aspects, as you already know. Um, me talking about what I know with OTR and Chris coming at you talking to you what he knows with local. So this um, in the, we we know that in doing this that um, there are going to be some people that come in it that don't want to go OTR that don't want to do local. So we had to be able to split the course and be able to teach it both so that the people who are taking the courses um, can make the decision and make their mind up based on you know what route they want to take. But we want to be able to provide all the information so that they can make a sound decision on where they want to go with their business. So we're basically just going to put everything you want to know about a box truck into one class. Well, not one class, but one platform. <laughs> Got you, got you. So the experience, like what, what's the experience? Is it a, is it a course where like a, a course where you have different modules or is it like, just talk about that a little bit. So yeah, it is going to be a course with several different modules, but it's also going to be a lot of live because um, I'm a hands-on type person and so is Chris. So we don't want someone just to take our class and then say, okay, now read this and get back to us later. Um, we want it to be very interactive. We want them to be able to ask questions. We want to be there from the beginning to the end, um, checking on people who haven't purchased your truck yet. Did you get your insurance? Giving them also the tools for that. So we have, um, we're building a large affiliate program where, um, you know, you'll know where to go for insurance, know where to get your EODs from, um, know who the different people to contact for dispatching. Um, so that that line, that, that, that communication is going to be there so that they're just not taking the class and reading and then like, okay, now what do I do now that I've read this? They'll still have us both for questioning. Um, they'll still, um, on a weekly basis, and uh, they'll still have us both there to kind of like mentor them through the whole process of getting that truck and putting it on, lo- on the road for your first truck, for your first load. Dope. And and when does the university actually officially launch? We're saying September 1st for right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. September well, the, 1st. The, the, the cool we thing is, our- bro, so what we're doing um, to 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 kind of commemorate um, the, the, the merging of, of, of bosses to create this platform uh, for us, right? This is for us as well. You know what I mean? Because we want to always develop. We want to always, um, you know, work on different opportunities because honestly, because I said, you know, that I'm not focused on OTR with box trucks right now, that does not mean that I will not do that later. Right. It does not mean that I won't jump into that when, when the opportunity um, presents itself to me to make that decision from a, from a strategic um, um, standpoint, but to, to kind of get a lot of information out to give a very quick, uh, you know, a, a very hot overview of everything, answer questions, really assist people along, you know, um, we're doing, um, uh, we're going to have um, some live sessions that we're putting together. We're actually having a live launch on the the 11th, right? So this upcoming Thursday, we're going to have a live launch and we're pretty much putting it out there that, you know, we're going to have a 90 minute webinar that Tawana and myself are going to host, uh, talk about, um, as much as we can cram into that 90 minutes, you know, we have guest speakers coming, but it's really going to be a high overview of the box truck business, you know, deciding what path is better for you, comparing those two paths. So it's, it's kind of like a teaser to, um, to the actual curriculum, man, but we have a live class that's going to be going on pretty soon. Dope, dope, dope. 
All right, so listen, y'all, let's start wrapping up the show. You know, at the end of the show, I always like to ask my guests to give a final thought. Um, but what I want to do is I want to switch it up a little bit um, for you guys. I want you to tell the Hustle fam, start with you, Tawana, um, as opposed to your final thought. You could add a final thought onto this also, but I want you to just kind of give this as well. What is the best advice? Because we talked about mentorship. We talked about the, this, the, this university that you guys are creating. So what is the best advice that one of your mentors um, has given you um, that you've applied to your business, to life um, on an everyday basis that just really stands out to you, um, that's really impacted you um, th- thus far? Um, I would, oh, to narrow it down, there's been so much. Um, to narrow it down, I'd probably say to take my time so that I'm doing it the right way the first time. Of course, with me, this is my second time around, but um, I kind of look at it as my, my own baby with me by myself, so it's kind of like the first time. So, you know, she always told me, you know, just take your time and surround myself with the right people. She said, if you don't, if it's not good energy or if you don't feel like, um, you know, you're getting good energy from somebody, especially when it comes to business, it's okay to separate the personal and the business. You don't have to be in business with everybody, but make sure the energy is there when you're getting into business with someone and make sure it's going to work for, you know, for, for both of you, like what Chris and I are doing. Um, so learning how to one, separate the two, the business and person, personal and learning how to learn from people in my business that successful has, has been a great, great advice for me. Um, from her. Um, and as my final thought, I just, you know, tell everybody, um, just take some lessons from what we've learned these past couple of months with this pandemic. Um, corporate America is great, but um, we have to find some way to to maximize what you know, what your talents are, and use them to the best of your ability. Because um, at the end of the day, no matter how long I would have stayed at Emory, I can't leave Emory to my kids. Mm. <laughs> you know, and you know, when I'm gone from Emory, you know, they're not going to come back and give my kids anything, but I feel like what I'm growing and what I'm building is something that I can leave for my kids and something that, I, you know, I'd be proud to say when, you know, when people say I learned that from Gold Star, I learned that from Tawana. So just use your talents to the best of your abilities and, and make it happen. That's dope. And where can people connect with you, Tawana, for those who don't already follow you? Um, where can they connect, find you on, on your social media platforms? Social media platform is Gold Star Logistics. And on the website is goldstarlogisticsgroup.com. But um, on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and um, Instagram is Gold Star Logistics. Dope. Gold Star Logistics. All right. Chris Bright. Talk to us, man. What is the most important lesson that you've learned from one of your mentors? And then give us a final thought. Close us out. Man, go deeper and not wider. You know, um, that's one of the the, 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 the lessons that I, that I commonly come back to. You know, um, when you get into business and this business in general and you get into the process of actively learning things about business, there will be times that people tell you about their business ventures. There will be times that you read articles and it says like, this is a whopping opportunity. There will be times that are going to be presented to you that are going to are, are specifically designed to see if you are truly dedicated to what you say you're dedicated to. Right. There are going to be times that, you know, there have been times for me where I have been presented with opportunities to get, you know, semi trucks, 
uh, dump trucks and get into other things that may take me away from what the original game plan was. And yes, you do have to be able to adapt. However, you also got to be able to know when it's your time to sit still and focus on something because it's something there, right? You know, um, when some of these people that we uh, look into and will research and, and people will study years from now, like the, the Jeff Bezos and, and Elon Musk, these people decided to, to, to get with one thing and they stuck with that, right? So that to me um, continues to speak volumes. And, you know, every time I find myself trying to be sidetracked, you know, with uh, most recently, I looked, you know, somebody told me, oh, this sanitation business and things like that. And it was like, oh, man, it sounds great. I got the capital. I could do it. But it's like, but it'll take away from what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? And this is the bigger purpose. Like I'm, I sold my printing business piece and parts of my printing business so I can focus. It's not because I couldn't do both. It's because I wouldn't be able to focus on what I'm committed to. You know, if it's going to take away from this, then I don't want to do it. So everything that I'm doing now is specifically to complement my business, to complement the service that we are having. So again, the biggest and best advice is, you know, um, again, commit to something, strategize around it. And the first time you feel a bump or a bruise in the road, that does not mean that you take a, that, that you, that you take a detour and go do something else or make a U-turn. That means you find a way to push through. You know what I mean? Every once in a while people get flats. You do. Okay. That's why it's important to know how to change a flat. You know what I mean? That's why it's important. If you don't know how to change a flat, be able to call somebody you can trust and have good, have a have a have a, a good relationship with where they can walk you through the process. You know what I mean? So, just and, and just moving over to closing, man. I get a lot of people, man, that you know, um, that you know that we're in a social media age, right? Where people will DM and, and you know and send things, man. I would just say, man, sometimes it's 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 heavily, it's just very prevalent if you've done any research. Right. If you invested into the process and sometimes the people that we try to speak to and message and get information from, it's like, you know, you have to bring value. You know, that's how mental relationships and real relationships work. Like it's about value. You know, when I initially spoke with Tawana, you know, I wasn't expecting the conversation that I had with her. You know what I mean? I was just putting out for a free consultation and she she didn't have to do that. Like, you know, she could have had a big ego. Like, what do I need a consultation with him for? He a pipsqueak. You know what I mean? But she did. And from that, this has this has grew. Right. When I met DeMarco, I didn't know who he was. And I, I, this was the weekend we were all in Atlanta. I didn't know who he was. He gave his car and and I'm calling him, telling him about box trucks. And then he go to open up his story. And he has this like this brother is brilliant. You know what I mean? But that was just the humility showing because that's how I am. I'm going to be sincere with anybody because I don't know who you may be. Right. So. You know, God, let, let's let's just all take take a deep breath. You know, we understand that everyone wants, you know, freedom, financial freedom. We all want to be happy. We all want the better in business and, and, and those type of things. But just be patient to understand there's a process with everything. You know, like the people that we see and that we look at and that we, you know, begin to put in position. Like, man, this is somebody I'm looking up to. I'm looking to for advice and, and, and motivation and everything else like that. The degrees of separation um, between us. They're not always earned in a school, right? These degrees that these people have of separation between us are just things that they put in place. Patience, you know what I mean? Strategy, experiences, discipline, those type of things are what separate us. So I would say before you try to jump out there just because, you know, you, you, you want you know, you're mad at your boss and things like that. 
just be sure that you're going to be committed to it because if you're not fully committed to it, it's not going to work. It's never going to work. So if you jump off and say like, look, I'm going to do this business, like be prepared to commit to it, go through bumps and bruises until you find your niche into it. But it's a great thing to get into. You know, we're talking about sub 20,000, you could have kicked off your business and get that to the position where within 12 months, your equipment is paid for and is generating you income. And now you are working on building your cash flow through volume. So, you know, if these type of things interest you and, and being humble and, 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 and finding a way and making things work for us, getting into a network of people that have uh, like minds and, and we're focused on, you know, uh, building this thing out, no matter what anybody says, right? There is a need for for LTL assistance. There, there, there is a, a need for box trucks as we move closer to, you know, wanting things in two days, same day, those type of delivery services, those things require different types of tools. So the transportation industry in general is changing. You know, we're seeing more million square, one million square foot facilities built and more box trucks brought in to help kind of service these regional areas. So there's a niche and there's money and there's opportunity in anything, but just be committed to what your purpose is, what your strategy is and how you see the industry working for you. So, you know, um, I'm box truck bright on IG, you know, I'm, I'm there. Um, no limit couriers is my business, you know, box truck university is um, really what I'm putting my heart and soul in because I believe that it can really be the mechanism that we use to create something of our own, you know, create a network throughout the country that we can work with each other, leverage each other in each state and bring opportunities, you know, use our networking capabilities. Tawana and I are very, very, very committed to contacting shippers, cold calls all day. We have assistants and admin that help us. So we're building a book of business right now that is going to bring us business, but we just want to be able to um, put the right practices in place so that we all are doing the same things, which is why our service cannot be compared to anybody else's. So when someone thinks about LTL, box trucks, expedited services, they think about Box Truck University and Box Truck University will be powered by No Limit and Gold Star. And either way, whether it be last mile regional, our OTR making that work for you. We have a solution for it. So just, you know, um, thanks, bro, for the opportunity. Man, I I, I grew up on this show. <laughs> you know what I said? <laughs> I grew up on this show, man, just really coming on to support um, a guy that I look to for leadership in Pocky with Hood Estates and, si and Sandy. And, um, you know, man, it was just a good vibe from, from day one, man. You know, you, you've always been honest and, and cool with me, bro. We've always had, had just a good energy, bro. And, the, the the further this relationship goes, the deeper it gets because we're learning, you know, we're all meeting the same people and it just is not a coincidence that everybody's on the same vibe, man. So, man, it's truly a pleasure um, to, you know, to call you a friend, bro, because, um, you know, what you're doing is special, bro. And I, I just am um, I'm honored to be a part of the process, bro. For sure, man. Thank you so much for those kind words. And I really appreciate both you guys um, for taking the time out of your schedule to join me today and, you know, share your vision um, share your story and talk more about what you guys are going to be doing in the future. I see big things for you guys. Um, you guys are both passionate about what you're doing. Um, you got great people like Tawana talked about earlier, great energy. You know, that's so important, man. And it's so good to see us collaborate and coming together. You know, all these names that you throw out there, it's like, these are all friends of mine, mine as well, you know? So it's like, we're one big family. We're all working together and we're all building something really awesome, man. And I'm just 
I'm just great to be a part, ha- happy to be a part of it. And I just can't wait to see what it builds, you know, what, what, what it becomes, you know, five years, 10 years from now. So thank you guys so much for being on the show. Um, everybody make sure that you guys tune in. You said this Thursday, is it? This Thursday. Thursday. Instagram live. Um, it's June the 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. June the 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Y'all going to get a sneak peek of Box Truck University coming in September. Um, like you say, Chris, it's, it's up there and it's stuck there, right? It's up there <laughs> and it's stuck there, man. Y'all, y'all tune in, man. It's going to be great, man. Listen, if you own the ropes, if you're looking for a way in, give us your consideration. I, I believe that everyone will be able to pull something out of the conversation to apply it to anywhere you want to get started in the transportation industry, man. But it's there, everybody. It's there. And it's up there. It's no up doubt. There. And I'll definitely be there to support and throw my little 100s and comments and drop some bombs for y'all. So yeah, y'all yeah, get busy. Yeah, yeah. Do y'all thing. Keep on doing the good work, man. I appreciate y'all so much. Hustle fam, we are out. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love, truck and hustle.